How many swing lessons have you had during which you were really hitting the ball well while implementing a specific change, but then couldn't repeat your success on the course? When you're working on a swing change, the inconsistency of being able to hit the ball the way you'd like or create the shot shape you're working toward can be frustrating. Did you know that your mental game can help you assimilate a swing change faster and easier? In this episode, I will walk you through the best ways to get the most out of your next swing lesson. She Talks Birdie is for you, the golf enthusiast who wants to discover how to play the game you love better, smarter, and more effortlessly. If that sounds like exactly what you need to take your game to the next level, then I'm so glad you stopped by. My name is Dr. Shannon Reese, and in each episode, we'll take a look behind the curtain in your mind to uncover the simple mindset strategies that will help you play great. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the podcast. I can't wait to share the two best ways you can get more value from your next lesson with your swing coach and advance your game faster and easier. If that sounds like exactly what you need, then I'm really glad you dropped in for this episode. Before I get started, I'd like to thank Jay Tobit for the podcast review you left on iTunes. You wrote, I listened to the most recent podcast, number 13, about how to keep from being affected by pressures as I was literally driving to play with a club as a guest for a potential membership on a course I'd never played with people I'd never met. Oh, and I was in the president of the club's foursome. Dr. Reese's tips helped my game quite a bit. It was as if she knew exactly what I was going to be going up against. Well, Jay Tobit, I'm glad you were in the right place at the right time listening to episode 13. I hope your pressure level went way down and you were able to enjoy your round. Thanks so much for sharing such a great endorsement of the podcast. I really appreciate the support and hope you will keep listening. Now let's get into today's lesson. I am a strong advocate for regular check-ins with a trusted swing coach so that you stay on top of the details required to swing well. I recommend that you invest in at least a short 15-minute lesson or so with your pro of choice once a month unless you're working on a major change. And in that case, you might need more time. These regular check-ins are important because bad habits can start small. And unfortunately, they don't always become obvious until they are regularly troublesome and are having a significant impact on your game. And by that time, it can take more time and effort to get things back on track. Consider setting up a maintenance game plan with your swing coach to make sure this doesn't happen to you. Though I believe lessons are essential to maintaining a solid game, more is not always better. Improving your swing mechanics can become an overwhelming and frustrating experience when you're engaging in too many lessons over a short period of time, when you're trying to fix too many things at one time, when you're not setting enough time on the range to implement the changes you're learning before trying to take them to the course, 
when you're trying to train your swing while you're playing on the course, or when your impatience and frustration about the growing pains you're having cause you to focus more on what you're still doing wrong than being able to see the progress you're actually making. Learning requires a very specific mindset and game plan. Golfers don't always understand the difference between training and trusting, and therefore do not know how to create the best environment in which to efficiently make the changes they desire. Let me give you an example. Do you remember the podcast episode when I talked about the six dominant golf personalities? If that's not ringing a bell, check out episode 007. It's an eye-opener if you don't know what your dominant golf personality type is. One of the personality types I talk about is the fixer. I can't tell you how often I run into a golfer who is consistently working on the technical side of his game. Yes, his game. Sorry, gents, you seem to be the majority here. The fixer personality type is someone who is also known as the fiddler, the tinkerer, and the perfectionist. If you're a fixer, you are consumed by learning everything you can about your swing. You regularly gather information from a variety of sources like your club pro, YouTube videos, the golf channel, books on the mechanics of the golf swing, golf schools, and more, in an attempt to perfect your swing. The major con of the fixer approach is that it can prevent you from ever fully developing trust in your swing. When good is never good enough, you can become vulnerable to perfectionistic and micromanaging tendencies. When you're a fixer, you become really great at practicing, but get in your own way on the course when you're still trying to play in a practice rather than trust-driven mindset. And at the first sign of trouble, you default to trying to fix your mechanics. I call this giving yourself a swing lesson in the middle of a round. I worked with a high school player who had gotten himself into such a state of panic over his swing that he would get paralyzed under pressure and his shots would fly in every direction. To add to the pressure he was putting on himself, he wanted to make a Division I college team but wasn't scoring in the realm of where he needed to be in order to reach that goal. This young man was tied up in knots because he was trying to change too many things in too short a time frame under too much self-imposed pressure with too much fear and negative thinking. He was trying to operate in an environment that couldn't facilitate proper learning. The same kind of struggle can occur in your game if you don't recognize that the best learning takes place in an environment devoted to learning off the course. An environment where it's okay to make mistakes, hit loopy shots, and micromanage your mechanics without negative repercussions to your score. That place is on the range. If during a training period in your game, you choose to spend some time on the course, you have to also maintain the right environment there to learn and grow. This means leaving your score out of it. The solution is simple. If you want to make changes to your swing and get the most out of your lessons with your swing coach, you must have a training plan that consists of specific rules designed to help you make progress. In the remainder of this episode, I'm going to start with the first of two parts of your training plan 
and focus on the second part in episode 016. You've heard the saying, you need to learn to crawl before you can walk, and walk before you can run. When you are making a swing change, a similar pattern applies, and your starting point is on the range. Part one of your plan centers around the rules associated with creating a great training environment for your work on the range. And in the next episode, I will talk about how you can play even when you're in a training phase. You might want to pause the audio right now to grab a pen and paper so you can jot down the five rules to creating a great training environment. I'll meet you back here in just a second. I've already addressed the factors that can make it very difficult to learn so that you can steer clear of those. There are five rules that can help you create a great environment in which to learn and assimilate any changes you and your swing coach are focused on. Rule number one, set aside time to train. You must recognize that when you choose to make changes to your swing, you are also choosing to enter a period of training. This means that you are choosing to set the importance of scoring aside for the duration of your training phase. Why? Because a training mindset is quite different than a trusting mindset. And the only way you can gather valid feedback from your on-course performance is when you are operating in a mindset of complete trust. Play should be limited so that you have more time to spend in a pressure-free environment on the range. Your training phase also needs a specific end date. Without a deadline and a specific single objective you're working toward completing, you will likely just get into a habit of perpetual training, even when you return to regular play. So make sure that you set aside a specific time frame to train. Rule number two, embrace the growing pains. There will be growing pains while you are trying to grow. There's no way around that. But to prevent them from becoming more than you can handle and still maintain a great mindset, you must be willing to move outside your comfort zone. Growth can't occur in the vacuum of your comfort zone. It happens when you stretch the boundaries of your game. Change will bring with it a new swing feel that is different than the swing you've become accustomed to. In your mind, uncomfortable may need to become the new comfortable. Lastly, a critical outlook about the growing pains may leave you feeling as though you've taken three steps back. While your well-worn path might now feel bumpy and unfamiliar, with time, patience, and persistence, that new path will become smoother. Rule number three, lead with patience and a positive attitude. We've established the fact that learning doesn't happen overnight. Therefore, you must be willing to invest the time it takes for change to occur and for new habits to be built. The alternative is to make no change and learn how to play the best you can with the game you already have. You have to decide which option is more important to your long-term enjoyment of the game. Learning happens more quickly when you adopt and maintain a positive attitude about it. Allowing your thoughts to quickly turn negative every time things don't happen just as you'd like will weigh you down and will slow you down. Negativity shuts down your brain's processing power. 
Patience and positivity keep you in a receptive state of mind. Your thoughts are clearer, your decision-making is smarter, and your open-minded perspective increases your ability to comprehend and assimilate the things your swing coach is trying to teach you to do. Rule number four, keep your goals small and incremental. The smaller the change, the easier it will be to implement. Set your sights on making one change at a time instead of trying to overhaul your entire swing. If there are several things you need to work on, prioritize them in order of sequence and importance, and focus on one until you've mastered it before moving to the next item on your list. Identify the targeted and repeatable action step that makes reaching your goal possible, and back it up with a solid focus cue. For example, if you're working on taking the club back straighter, perhaps focus on drawing an imaginary line with your club that is parallel to your feet or an alignment stick. It's much more motivating when you break a big improvement goal like increasing your driving distance by 10 yards into incremental and actionable bite-sized pieces. Rule number five, be mindful of your position on the journey. I was working with a junior client who, after successfully shooting par from the ladies' tees, graduated to the senior tees on her home course. This was quite an achievement for this 11-year-old, so I expected that she would be over the moon when I saw her for her next playing lesson. But she was actually feeling very frustrated that she couldn't still make pars from her new starting location on the senior tees despite the extra yards. She described it as feeling like she was back at ground zero. She had simply lost sight of the big picture of her journey. When a swing change leaves you feeling like you're starting over from scratch, remember that your current starting point is much further along your overall journey than your last one. You haven't lost ground. Your foundation has advanced you to the next level where you need to focus on building the next foundational layer that moves you along the path toward a better, more consistent game. To recap, the mindset rules I want you to stick to on the range that will help you assimilate what your swing coach has you working on faster and easier are the following. Number one, set aside time to train. I literally mean block out a stretch of time on your calendar when you will set aside scoring and prioritize learning. Number two, Embrace the growing pains. Doing anything new and different can feel uncomfortable. Shift your definition of uncomfortable and recognize that the unfamiliar feeling of the new swing change is the new normal. Number three, lead with patience and a positive attitude. Negativity shuts down your capacity to learn and change takes time. Therefore, a double-packed power punch of patience and positivity can accelerate your learning. Number four, keep your goals small and incremental. Nothing's worse than trying to do too much at once and mastering nothing. Start small and win quicker when you back your goals with simple, repeatable action steps. And number five, be mindful of your position on the journey. Just because change feels uncomfortable doesn't mean you're not making progress. 
The truth is that every time you make a change to your swing, you are choosing to take the first step on the next phase of your journey to a better game. So consider the big picture of your progress so you can see how far you've come and where you're headed. In the next episode, I will share the five rules that will help you take what you're working on to the course while you are in the midst of a training phase. But I wanted to give you the time and space to begin your work on the range first. To help you implement the rules from this episode, I've created a workbook for you that you can download for free by going to trainingfooroptimalperformance.com forward slash 015. That's trainingfooroptimalperformance.com forward slash 015. In this workbook, you will find some homework assignments to complete that will help you stick to the rules I laid out. If you have any questions, be sure to join me Tuesday inside my Facebook group for the next live Q&A session at 11 a.m. Eastern, where you can ask me anything. I show up in the group every Tuesday like clockwork at 11 a.m. Eastern time, and I look forward to working with you sometime soon. You will find the link below the show notes where you sign up to get your free workbook download that will take you directly to the Facebook group. And then be sure to tune in again next week for part two of this lesson. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider heading over to iTunes to leave me a review. It's the best way to support the podcast and enable me to keep providing you with the actionable content you need to play great. And if you haven't subscribed to the She Talks Birdie podcast, what are you waiting for? That'll guarantee you won't miss a single juicy episode. I'll be back soon. Remember that things start changing for the better on the outside when you start embracing the changes that must take place on the inside.